Awesome Podcast. Toot toot. We're out in the middle of a big old field, everybody. That's right. Listener, you may recall on an earlier episode of the show, Mr. Possum and I made a small but significant wager over who between us would be a better farmer. Mm-hmm. And since then, we've both had a little time to buy land and develop our respective agricultural enterprises. I sometimes say agricultural because it can be so challenging. Ain't that right, Mr. Possum? Uh, no. It's easy. Farming's easy. I'm doing it right now. Just casually. Okay. We'll get to your farm a little later, Mr. Possum. First, we're going to visit my farm. And all you listeners, after you hear about our farms, we're going to let you all vote on which one of us has a better farm. That's right, everybody. It's the Fantasy Farm episode. And when we come back, Big Hal's going to try to impress me with this little pile of dirt he's got going over there. He calls a farm. (laughs) We'll be right back. Taking a tour of Big Owl Dottie's farm. Big Owl, tell me about one of the many features of it. Well, farming is a lot like fashion, Mr. Possum. And I like to consider myself the Jordash gene of the agricultural world. Jordash, more like ashtray. I'm always on top of the latest craze and trend. Riding that wave of what is hip until it becomes boring and then moving on and forgetting all about it and pretending that you never bothered with all, with all that. And that's a great approach to livestock, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Livestock is one of the very important parts of farming. Okay. You see, 25 years ago, the hippest thing you could have on your farm was a couple of goats. And then bison was all the rage. Llamas took over the scene shortly after, and then the hot new stock was ostriches. Followed by alpacas, of course. But those trends are in the past, and thus, they were a waste of everyone's time. No, Mr. Possum, the cool new livestock to have on your farm is, say it with me if you're a hip farmer like me, Mr. Possum, the cool new livestock to have on your farm is salamanders. Penguins. Penguins? Penguins. No. Yeah. Penguins. Buddy. Look out over that field yonder, Mr. Possum. I got about 200 head of penguin out there. Mm, that's weird, Big Al. Well, they're a young batch, but eventually they will provide penguin wool for artisanal sweaters, penguin milk, which is a low-lactose alternative to cow milk, and penguin leather, which is a sought-after high-end material at the moment. Penguin milk? How do you get milk out of a penguin? Great question, Mr. Possum, and we are working uh, night and day to try to figure that out. Uh, The guy who sold me these, who, by the way, was a really cool guy, one of the coolest farmers I've ever seen. He had a penguin wool sweater on. He had some penguin boots. 
and he had a penguin milk mustache the entire time we were talking. So I know that these things have real potential, but we haven't figured out what to do with them. We're just kind of like uh, poking and prodding at these penguins all day long until uh, until something gives us a little milk, you know? Hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you've got the right approach. You're poking and prodding night and day. That's what you do. But I, I got to say, buddy, you ain't going to get no male calf of penguin. You'd be getting more, have more luck getting blood from a stone. Well, farmers said that for years about almonds, Mr. Possum. <laughs> Look at us now. That's true. That's true. They found the teat, finally, on the almond. I got to say, I'm no uh, nature expert, but don't penguins like water and fish and stuff, cold weather... I've heard that. Uh, I have heard that before. And so we got the water slide there in the middle of the field. You can see that. It's really cute how they all line up for the water slide. And uh, we got to go out there about 10 times a day and throw each one of them a whole fish. Now, I don't know if you're paying attention to fish prices, Mr. Possum, but uh, they are not cheap. So No. Fortunately, the guy who sold me the penguins has a fish farm as well. And he's cutting me a deal for the first month subscription of the literal tons of mackerel I will be ordering from him for my uh, penguin herd. Wow, I think you got fished. Sorry? I think you got fished, buddy. You think I got catfished by the by this farmer? Yep. Mm-hmm. I think you're the only fish in the fish farm. Buddy, you bought that malarkey hook, line, and stinker. Well, you know, that's a funny thing about farming, Mr. Possum. I've, I've found that uh, being a fish on a hook, really not so bad. There's really no aspect of this uh, farming world where they don't got you over a barrel some way or another, you know? Yeah, I guess. You know, it, it all stinks. Might as well have a sore mouth and then be, get covered in cornmeal by the end of your life. You know, why not? Plus, I'm, uh, I'm really enjoying getting to know these penguins. They seem to have a lot of personality for a bird. Plus, look at the way they walk. Look at that. Walking on two legs starts to make you think like a human being. I can speak to that. As soon as I got off my fours and started walking on my twos, I just started thinking like a dude. It's weird. I would say they have a little bit of work before they seem human-like. I think they need to lengthen those legs a little bit to where their belly's not dragging on the ground while they're walking on their two feet. Uh, Some people walk like that. Have you ever seen somebody walk out of Cracker Barrel with a toothpick in their mouth? That's how they walk, because they're full of that fine eats. Right, but they're usually not literally dragging their uh, cloaca across the uh, Cracker Barrel porch. Well, yeah, that is frowned upon. Tell me a little more about this crappy farm you got. Mr. Possum, they say farming ain't just about literal animal husbandry. Mm -hmm. There's another animal you got to care for, and that's your land. Oh. You got to harvest the benefits of the earth as well. You got to feed your earth and shear its wool which is, of course, the grain that you grow on the land. That's the Earth's wool. Does this make sense to you? Wow. Big Hell, have you ever, like, listened back to some of these episodes and hear the kind of nonsense that comes out of your mouth? No, I never listen. Good. You should probably keep it that way. You don't want to hear it. And when it comes to grain, I am no less on the forefront of modern trends than with my livestock. I had barley before it was cool, and also I had it when it was cool. I was growing millet, Before, well, before it got played out, I was actually a little late to the party on millet. I slept on millet, but not this time. I'm on some new stuff, Mr. Possum. Cutting-edge stuff. Oh, yeah? What you got? It's called Barilla, Mr. Possum. Barilla. And it's going to be all over the farm-to-table scene in the coming years. 
You steam or heat this stuff up, it's like nothing else. Mm-mm-mm. Love me a buttery bowl of fresh, hot barilla. It's unlike any grain I've ever had. In fact, here, I've got a hot bowl of it for you to try right here. Uh, that's pasta. That's pasta. Yeah, it kind of does taste like pasta, doesn't it? Isn't that amazing? This is actual pasta shells, Big Al. They're shells. Oh, well, I suppose different people call it different things in different places. I guess where you're from, they call it pasta shells. We call it barilla here on my farm. Yeah, that's what they call it in the grocery store, too. It comes in a blue box, and that's the brand name of the pasta. Now, have you managed to actually grow these? Are you growing pasta shells? Oh, no, I haven't I haven't had any grow yet. I've been burying them and uh, trying out different, uh, you know, kinds of treatments for the soil, but they don't seem to like the earth around here. And I tell you what, if I don't get some barilla sprouts come summertime, we are going to be looking at a wicker man-type situation. Ooh, well, they say farming is about sacrifice. That's right. Are you going to get in that wicker man? You're going to find some local stodgy man. Oh, well, I'm in no way qualified to get in the wicker man, Mr. Possum. Oh, is that right? You saucy minx. Yeah. Well, I ain't getting in there either, because I am fun. Yeah, you gotta be not fun. You gotta be, what, king for a day or whatever, and, I mean, mm-hmm. I've been king for months. Yeah, I'm sick of being king. I've been a king for a long time. Yeah, I'm I'm not fit for that wicker, man. We'll find you some loser. Yeah. Stick him in there. And we'll get that pasta tree growing real good. Man, it would really stink to have some dorks sort of stripping your, your clothes off of you, trying to put you in some wicker man, and you're sitting there going, I'm not a loser. I swear I'm not a loser. Yeah. I don't know who told you what. I don't know what you heard, but I swear I am no loser. Yep, that'd be a heck of a thing to yell while you're inside the wicker man. I'm not a loser. (laughs) It's like, I think you're missing the point. You're being burned alive in a wicker chair. I mean, maybe that's why he was started singing those hymns or whatever. He's like, yeah, maybe they'll think I'm cool now. Because nothing sounds less convincing than I'm not a loser being yelled from the belly of a wicker man. For sure. a little more about this place. Well, I suppose next I should show you my finest piece of equipment, the sharpest tool in the Big Howl farm shed. It ain't your brain. The pride of my fleet. It's my tractor. Look at this bad boy. Ooh, you got yourself a toy. I went old school with the body because they don't make them like this anymore, but I went new school with the console so as I could put a Bluetooth speaker into the thing. You'll notice there's a pair of cup holders so you can have a fresh cold one on deck. Plus, I got a memory foam ergonomic butt pad and a pair of deep tissue lumbar massaging nodules on the seat there. That is the height of comfort and sophistication. Gotta say, Big Howl, I noticed that the grass underneath your tractor is uncut. Now this is a surefire sign of a weekend warrior. Somebody that don't really get involved fully. I'm sorry, you're accusing me of not being actively involved in the farm because I have allowed the grass to grow underneath my tractor. Yeah, I think you're a tourist <laughs> on your own farm, Big Al, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, well, this tractor ain't for farming, Mr. Possum. What? It's strictly for games of chicken, which is why I have disabled the mechanism that shuts the engine off when you fall out of the seat, and why I have a big pool noodle epoxy to the front bumper. So you got the pool noodle on the front of it to kind of keep your tractor from getting scratched up so you can play chicken more, right? Yeah. 
Well, it's, yeah, if anybody were to show up with some kind of Mad Max, you know, sort of pointy implements on the front of their tractor, I, I would have to worry less about it if I've got this nice, nice little bit of uh, neon orange padding on the front of my, on the front of my tractor. I gotta say, if I'm playing chicken with somebody on a tractor and I see a bright pool noodle on the front of the tractor, I'm gonna be like, this boy's a chicken off the bat. I know he's a chicken. You're saying because I have built in some defense. Yeah, it's because that's something a chicken would do. A chicken would put padding on the front of their tractor, you're saying? Oh, yeah. Well, next up, Mr. Possum, I want to show you my centerpiece. The heart, perhaps, of Big Howl Farms. Okay. Which is my barn. Look at this barn. Oh, yeah. It's a good-looking barn, Big Howl. Now, the thing about a barn is it's the hub of all agricultural activity. Mm -hmm. And I've always really wanted to have like a quaint and picturesque barn situation like you like you see in the old childhood classic, Charlotte's Web. So I've put together a cast of barnyard animals that rivals the color and character of that wonderful old tale. Look over there, you see Moses the Raven. And there we got Molly the Mare, Benjamin the Donkey. Got a couple of dogs named Bluebell and Jesse. And of course the goat, Muriel. Who are those pigs over there? Oh, that's Napoleon and Snowball. They're, they're thick as thieves. Look at them. They, they look like they're up to something, Big Al. Oh, they're just pigs, Mr. Possum. Nothing to worry about. They're a curious lot, though. They, uh, they're always watching me, sort of keeping track of when I'm sleeping and stuff. And uh, They ever tell you what to do? Yeah, they seem to have almost like a cool little burgeoning uh, barnyard government here. And, uh, and I think it's really neat. And I actually, I'm finding a lot of uh, parallels with the with our regular world, and I think we might have a lot to learn from these pigs and the way they run the barn here. I'll bet you that they're at the top of that government, ain't they? Yeah, they are, and they and you know what they run a, they run a really good ship here. Mm -hmm. Like uh, they've actually got me on kind of a feeding schedule. Is that right? Like they sort of decide when and what I when and what I eat uh, lately. That's so nice of them to tell you when to eat. You're such a good boy. They treat me pretty good. I think they might be my boss, actually. I think the pigs might be in charge. Yeah, I think they might be, buddy. thing I want to show you at my extremely cool and very functional farm is my Starbucks. Starbucks? Come on. Look, I got a Starbucks franchise right here in the middle of the farm. Look, it's right over there. Pretty cool. Although, you know, lately because of inflation, uh, I've been thinking that the name actually stands for start saving up all your bucks because you're going to need them to purchase one coffee from our establishment. <laughs> oh, toot toot, that's great. But they can't fit all that on on the sign cuz they they got of course got to have the sexy mermaid on there to uh, draw you in like a siren to the establishment. Yeah, that's why they cut it down. Yeah. It's really convenient having that Starbucks coffee available to you at all times. But boy oh boy does it take a toll on the old wallet. Kind of hoping they'll open a bank next door so I can uh, keep some Keep some funds handy, you know? Ooh, and then maybe the Chipotle next to that. You just want to turn your farm into an outlet mall. You're just really 
just kind of going ahead and just skipping the all the years of it being a farm before that inevitably happens. I like it. You're just kind of taking care of it now. Well, there's a ton of room here. There's no reason why it couldn't be like a shopping center or, a, you know, a mall with a movie plex or something like that. Tons of tons of room. You got a lot of big ideas, but I hope you're going to run it by them pigs. I'm sure they're the ones that's going to okay it or not. I'm actually pretty confident that the pigs would be really good, like, property managers for a, for a mall. So... Mm-hmm. I'll run it by Napoleon and see if he's interested in, uh, in a, uh, like, an old navy or something. Yeah, that could be good. So there you go, Mr. Possum. I think I've shown you some uh, very cool, very trendy farming techniques and uh, systems that I've got here on my property. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm sure we've all learned a lot about farming from your place. Yeah, this is what a modern farm looks like. Now let's go to your farm and see uh, whatever you've cooked up. Uh, well... It ain't gonna be hard, buddy. The bar is pretty low. You got a Starbucks on your farm. When we come back, I'm gonna put you on a hay ride. We're gonna take a little tour around old McPossum's farm. Mr. Possum and I have a gentleman's wager about who could build the better farm. And I took Mr. Possum around uh, my farm, and now we're visiting his. Mr. Possum, uh, what do you have to show me here on this uh, dusty, dry clump of unspectacular land? Well, you see, I've dug a lot of lot of irrigation here, a lot of pipes going everywhere. It's very important for a farm. This is the most important pipe right here. This is where I get my ranch on tap. That's right, I'm coming out with the big guns first, Big L. What's a farm with a ranch on tap? Okay, well, you don't mean your farm is a ranch. You mean there's literal ranch sauce coming out of this. It's both. That's right. Ranch on ranch action. So this is a ranch ranch. It's a ranch ranch, yeah. It's better than ranch. It's cool ranch. I got all the materials I need for this fresh ranch. I got buttermilk, which is when you get milk from a grumpy old cow. It's sour because the cow is just never in a good mood. And that's how you get buttermilk. And then I grow some herbs. I grind them up. I step on them. And then I drop it in that sour old milk. And then you got ranch. Go ahead and take that chicken wing. Put it under that little spigot. See what comes out. Wow. Uh, ranch. Okay, that is some, uh, that is definitely some milk that has been baking in a long pipe all day long. That's what, that's what that is. I mean, you can't really, like, keep it cold. We're outside. Don't be an idiot. I'm sorry. So, I'm the idiot here. You're the one with a long pipe full of ranch out in the hot sun, and I'm the idiot. Yeah, this is a place where dreams come true, and uh, you better watch your step, because you're stepping on my dreams. And if it gets a little chunky, that means it's blue cheese, which is also an excellent dipping sauce for any chicken wing. Blue cheese is just old ranch. Everybody knows it. (laughs) Next up, we got maybe probably my favorite feature of Possum's Farm, which is Possum's Oinkers. That's right, I got a team of hogs and piggies. 
pigs. Uh-huh. And these pigs were made for fun. We don't eat bacon around here. We don't eat them. They're made for fun. They all wear little jerseys, and they got clothes on and stuff. Anytime somebody comes up here with a sour attitude, I toot my little flute, and here comes Possum's Oinkers, ready to make your day better. Wouldn't you like to see a herd of pigs running at you all happy? I, I do like this, Mr. Possum. Uh, I share your affinity for fully dressed pigs with some kind of organizational skills. Mm-hmm. Though yours seem to come at your beck and call, whereas uh, mine are practically my boss. Yeah, it's funny how that works. I don't let them walk around on two legs. that That's the trick. They're running around on fours, not twos. Oh, wow. Possums, oinkers, are, they, all they care about is fun. They don't really care about organization. I tried to have a meeting with them one time, and I was like, here's where we could get better. You know, like, I need you to come out a little faster. I need you to get your jersey on before you come running. You know, because you look like a fool running with half a jersey on. Right. And they just they just walked away all, all nasty. Well, I tell you what, don't let them listen to whatever, uh, you know, old... Uh snowball and napoleon are talking about don't let them pass any literature over the fence or anything because you will have uh <laughs> you will have some very very bossy pigs on your hands all of a sudden oh i plan on keeping my farm very far away from yours there are some features of your farm that i find disturbing but possum zoinkers that's just a good time you can grease them up and tackle them and buddy if you get yourself a hold of a possum zoinkers i'll give you a few bucks now how are you exactly going to make money off of pig wrestling with a prize. I'll figure that out later, you know. What you do is you build a farm, and then the money just comes rolling in. So I'll figure out that once I got the money faucet turned on. Right. I suppose you could have weddings there or something. Oh, sure. It's not really uh, not really authentic farming, though, if you're making most of your money off of, uh, you know, having having weddings. I'll, I'll, just, I'll just say that. Hey, you just walked me into that. That ain't fair. Sort of a cheat around being an actual farmer, I would say. Mm. We, we'll also do divorces of the farm. What do you got next for me? Well, I hope you brought your stuffed billfold, because we're at the petting zoo. It's like a strip club for animals. You gotta pay for everything. You won't touch that goat? I hope you're ready to pay through the teeth, Charlie. You want to see that donkey crunch and some corn? Uh, that'll be $50 for a handful of feed. Wow. So this is, this is actually how you're making your money on your farm. Oh, yeah. Now, I will raise one issue with this, Mr. Possum, which is that when you and I made a wager about who could have a cooler farm, we did use the term farm. Yeah. And we didn't say zoo. Oh. And you appear to have yourself here a zoo. The whole thing's not a zoo. The petting zoo is a feature of many fine American farms. Okay. All right. All right. That's, I mean, I suppose that's true. A lot of farms got wineries and corn mazes and, and petting zoos. That's how you make your money. And gift shops Yeah, and stuff. little gift shops. Get a little shirt that says, I paid $50 for this. So, now, these, these prices seem pretty high for a petting zoo. Do you have, like, boutique animals? Do you have special specialty features here? What is driving these prices up? 
Besides just general inflation and the uh, workplace shortages. Well, most animals is dirt cheap, if I'm being honest. You know, you get yourself a donkey or a mule for, heck, nothing. Chickens, they'll give them to you. Yeah. But I got me a, I do have a special boutique animal that no one's allowed to pet, but he, you know, that's, he's kind of what's eating up my money. And that's you, of course. Yeah. It's me. I'm a boutique animal and you can't pet me. If you do pet me, you will be chased into the corn maze, in which there is no way out. And you will be fodder for the corn man. What else you got around here, Mr. Possum? Have you ever heard the phrase, if you build it, they will come? You ever heard that before? Or did I make that up? I'm not sure. No, I've heard that before. Usually refers to uh, some kind of baseball field. What do you got, a baseball field? That's right. Looky there, I got a baseball field. Dumped a bunch of money into it. Overhead lights. Chalk lines to know where the baselines are. A home plate. A pitcher's thing. I think it's called a mound. Hoo-wee, Mr. Possum. I have never known you to see a project of this magnitude through to completion, but you have done it. This is a real baseball diamond. Well, I'm pretty excited because I'm setting the table for baseball ghosts. You know, you gotta work hard. If you want baseball ghosts to come and hang out and play sports on your on your property, yes, you gotta do it. You gotta build it. You can't... The praise isn't They'll come if you talk about building it. No, it's right. if you build it, they will come. You understand? If you get two-thirds of the way through building it, they will come is not the expression. They will understand. They're baseball ghosts, and they haven't played baseball in hundreds of years, and they're ready. No, that ain't how it works. They need to see you finished it. Yeah. You'd think they'd be a little less picky. Like, there can't be a lot of ghost diamonds out there. I know. No, they want the whole thing. I mean, the, the ghosts are the ones who are pushing for me to keep on adding stuff. I'm like, hey, is this is this good? And they're like, uh, where's the hot peanuts? I'm like, all right, I'll get a hot peanut machine. Oh, wow. You know, I'm like, hey, about how about this baseball ghost? So you want to, is this good enough? And they're like, hmm, no Cracker Jack? I'm like, oh, my gosh. They're like, it says it in the song. Right. Mr. Possum, I think you've got one other element of your farm that you're going to show to me uh, in order to impress me and the listeners. Well, that stage over there outside, that's where I'm going to have shows. I put me together a little band called Possum's Barnyard Buddies, and it's all animals playing instruments. Big hell. It's blues metal. You ever heard of it? Blues metal, huh? Mm-hmm. Sounds a little bit like ramen ice cream to me. Like, uh, just, you know, two great things that don't need to be in the same bowl. No, blues metal was invented on a little show called Home Improvement. Remember when Tim the Toolman Taylor had all them fellers playing saws and power drills and stuff? That's the first blues metal band. Oh, yeah, they played Burning Down the House. Yeah, something like that. Are y'all going to play Burning Down the House? No, I'm not going to do what others have done before me. This is a band like no one has ever seen. I'm talking about animals playing all the instruments, but sometimes the animals play other animals as instruments. Wow. That's right. Mm Mm-hmm. I got a chimp on the drums, and he's playing turtles as drums. 
and these turtles are still in their shells, which is the secret because you want their screens mic'd because they're like, hey, quit. And you, you know, you hit them just right, and it's got backup vocals. A lot of people play turtle shells with, you know, just hollowed out. That's boring. Yeah. And then I got a camel, and he's playing a, a dinner bell like it's a cymbal. Okay, so uh, pretty percussion heavy so far on the instrumentation. Mm-hmm. Do we have a guitar? Do we have a bass guitar? Animals can't play no guitars. Are you, you sound foolish. No. The harmony and stuff comes from just the animals screaming in the wind. <laughs> wow. Okay. So, th- you know what? This actually sounds like a truly bizarre form of music. I'm curious to hear it. So, it's like sort of like Captain Beefheart if you took the guitars out of it. No Captain, all beef. Now, I, I will bring this up again because... We're at the point where we're going to allow our listeners to vote on who has a better farm. Mm-hmm. And I will say, my farm is uh, has livestock. I'm growing grains. I am. Uh, I have a barn full of full of animals that are doing barnyard activities, not playing music. Possum's doing like a like a Bonnaroo thing here, or I guess a a Barnaroo uh, thing here. Oh, dude, dude, with his farm. So once again, I feel like he's kind of thwarting the definition of, of, of what we wagered in the first place. Oh, come on. You think you got a better farm than me? I got fun pigs. I got hot ranch. I got uh, animals you can touch. I got baseball ghosts at some point. I got barnaroo. I mean, come on. That's tight. I don't care who you are. Well, it's up to the listeners. And they can go to our Twitter account, which is at Big Hal Possum. And they can vote on the poll that we got up in there right now, which is whose farm is cooler, Big House or the Possums. And we will find out what the listeners have to say about it. And I think it's pretty clear which one they're going to vote for. I think so, too. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you just got a winner. Yeah. Which is, of course, mine. Right. Which is, you know, which is what I was going to say. It's mine. So we agree. We both said mine. So, yeah. Mine. Mine. Some podcast. Toot toot.